bathing the greatest country in the world is not a short-term proposition, folks. We can save this great nation, but it's going to take all of us. Why? Because we are America. Herman Cain. Herman Cain. Solutions for a better America. This is your host, Herman Cain. Thanks for joining us. Because you know we are going to tell you the truth. We're going to give you the facts because we want you to be better informed in order to help make this a better America. Breaking news, breaking news every day with Herman Cain and the most connected man in Washington, Jamie Dupree. Hello, Jamie. Hey, Herman. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Now, let's start with the release of the Hillary emails and somebody is lying. You're going to have to tell me who. <laughs> tell us what the situation is. Uh, well, we got a new bunch of emails last night from the State Department. This was the second batch of emails released under this court order from a federal judge uh, telling the State Department to release these emails that remember this unusual, very unusual email setup that Hillary Clinton had done while she was Secretary of State. Instead of using a State Department email address, she was using her own personal email server. So again, these are just the emails that she turned over. You, We still have no idea what might have been deleted. Now, in the, the emails that came out last night, I read through about a third of them. There were over 1,900. I didn't see anything that was, you know, there was a lot of mundane stuff, like when should I uh, talk to the president? When should we set up that meeting with a senator? What's my schedule today? Stuff like that. Uh, you know, when am I going to be interviewed by Oprah? Things of that nature, a lot of just basic stuff. I don't know. I, don't, I haven't seen any reports of anything super major. Maybe you've got another thing on it that you wanted to ask about. But it seemed like just a lot of everyday stuff. Of course, the thing is, we shouldn't have had to go through it just to get to this point, all the rigmarole, just to be able to get access to those emails. Oh, I would agree with you. What I was referring to uh, was the fact that administration officials were claiming that they did not know that she had the separate email address, but now it turns out, according to one report that I saw earlier, that in fact administration officials like David Axelrod, he claimed earlier that he didn't know anything about it and he didn't know what it was, but now it turns out, according to one of the emails, that he did know what it was. Uh, now, Axelrod says uh, what he had said was he did not know if Hillary Clinton used her private email exclusively. That's what he says. Right. Right. Not that she didn't have a private email, because obviously in those emails it shows that she he knows he knew that she did, and others knew because they were asking if they could get uh, if they could get her private email. You know, the the bottom line is it just raises questions about again. Uh, I think that the conventional wisdom here in D.C. is the reason that the former Secretary of State did that was simply because she wanted to have control of those emails and didn't want them to be possibly accessed by a Freedom of Information Act request. I, I think that's pretty much what everybody feels here in D.C. Now, and, is it going to show us anything, you know, anything controversial? I don't know. There's still a lot of stuff to go through. They're going to be re releasing emails on the last day of the month, I think pretty much every month now between now and the end of January of next year. How did you get through, through a third of them? Did that put you to sleep? Uh, I, well, I, was, I got back from New Jersey, and I knew that it was going to happen, so I cleared the decks when I got home and just started reading. There was one I put out on Twitter last night where she said she was meeting with Santa, but it was July of 2009. Now, I don't know if Santa was a code word for someone, or if it was someone she knows. I didn't see anything like that. Right. Uh, but uh, you can find that on Twitter, at Jimmy Dupree. Right now, President Obama is announcing and talking about the U.S.-Cuba uh, relationship and exchanging embassies and all of that. How 
do the members of Congress, especially Cuban Americans, how do they feel about this? Look, I think uh, this is one of those stories. The Republican Party has never been united on Cuba when it comes to economic openings. I remember when I started working in the 80s up here, uh, first as a farm reporter, there were always agricultural groups and business groups that wanted to get openings into Cuba for trade. And obviously with the U.S.-Cuban embargo, there have been very limited opportunities. So you do have some, like uh, the, the, the South Florida Cuban-American delegation and, and the Florida Congress delegation. You do have uh, Senator Marco Rubio and others who can't stand uh, what the president is doing here in terms of normalizing right. relations with the Cuban government. But for the vast majority of members of Congress, and even, even I'd have to say for a lot of Republicans, it's sort of a shrug of the shoulders kind of reaction, I think, to this. Uh, the, the, the Democrats and the, the White House argument is that the, the, the embargo and the sort of Cold War tensions between the U.S. and the regime in Cuba just hasn't worked, and that they want to try something different. So under this, they would reestablish diplomatic relations, actually exchange ambassadors, and move on like normal. And uh, let's see, I think the last time Cuba actually had a real embassy operational here in Washington, D.C., was 1961. That's how long it's been. So you will hear some Republicans say, well, this is all part of a foreign policy of the president that doesn't work. But I'm just not convinced that outside of uh, outside of South Florida, outside of Miami-Dade County, basically, that this really is a big issue. Because I think there's a lot of business interest from the chamber on down to the Farm Bureau and many ag organizations that would like to see trade open up with the Cubans as soon as possible. But the Cuban economy is in shambles. Well, they would argue that they'd, they'd, like, they'd like to get a foothold in there. And if it ever moves up, then they'd be, you know, like buying low, basically, on the stock market and then moving up. But I, I think that, you know, it, look, I've covered it for years. Uh, the, it, the, the divide has long been there in the Republican Party between sort of the Cold Warriors on Cuba and those who would like to sell, whether it's agricultural products or any other business relationship. And think of it, uh, there's airlines, I'm sure, that are more than ready to start flying planes down to Havana if they can start doing that. Uh Unless you've heard something different, doesn't sound like we're going to have a deal with Iran. At least not right now. Yeah, it sure doesn't. And I, I'm, I'm having a hard time reading the, the, the sort of the silence about this. Does it mean we're real far away? Are they staying quiet because they're about, you know, they, maybe they're only a few days away and they can wrap something up next week? Uh, th think of it, Herman. We, we hardly heard anything as the deadline went by yesterday. So I, I don't know what it, it, it indicates and whether or not this deal is in, in big trouble. We'll just have to wait and see sort of what the uh, reappraisal is after we get past the 4th. Or maybe they want to roll something out on the 4th of July when most of Congress and the American people aren't paying attention. Well, I know I don't have all of the facts and I don't have any inside information, but all of the signs say that they're not going to make a big deal out of the fact that they're not going to have a deal. So they're just saying, well, you know, it, we can get it another day. Could be that. Week, and, and that sort of thing. And, and then, of course, raises the issue of how long do you go on. Right. Because the 30th of June was supposed to be the deadline. Yeah. And obviously we've blown by that. Right. How long do you go on before you admit that you don't have a deal? Yeah. And uh, I'm not so sure that's going to happen. Well, Mr. Donald Trump has getting, been getting a lot of uh, free advertising lately. Yeah, this one, uh, him, Macy's has announced today it is ending its relationship with Trump and phasing out his line of uh, suits, shirts, and ties in the dust-up over remarks he made about Mexican immigrants during his presidential announcement. You know what it is more than anything else, whether you think it's right or wrong, it doesn't really matter. It's, it's one thing to be 
Donald Trump, the TV celebrity, Donald Trump, the businessman, Donald Trump, the developer. And it's another thing to be Donald Trump, the presidential candidate. And that is, I know for most people, they say, oh, there's nothing different there. But your statements get examined, your business relationships get examined in a much different light as soon as you make that change. And I think for people who've been in business going into politics, that's probably one of the biggest changes they find is that the way that their comments every day are treated and how much more attention they would get than if they were just a regular business person. So, yeah, Trump uh, in another fight with uh, another uh, over his uh, over his business efforts this time with Macy's. Well, a lot of it is uh, media frenzy, uh, in my opinion. I understand that the way he said it because, you know, it came across as he was talking about all people from Mexico when he wasn't. And he only had one little soundbite in the middle of it, but that doesn't get picked up. And as a result, you have these retail organizations reacting the way they are acting like Macy's. It's a reminder. It's one thing to be a businessman. It's another thing to be a presidential candidate. And you full well remember that uh, the difference between when you, Herman Cain, were just giving speeches as Herman Cain and the difference when you became Herman Cain, the political candidate, and started giving speeches. Everything gets uh, taken and looking at it, uh, looked at it in a different way. And I know for a lot of people, they don't like that, but... Look, um, uh, if you're going to pick sides and run for the presidency, then you're going to get fine-tooth combed in a different way. That's just the way it works. So that's why I was supposed to know who was the uh, president of you, Becky, 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 Becky. You got it, buddy. You got it. (laughs) I still don't know who's the head of you, Becky, 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 Stan, and I does not care. Most people don't either, yes. (laughs) Chris Christie, did you pick up any other signals while you were there yesterday? Yeah, you know, I was glad I went up there. It was one of those things, uh, I think I was sort of thinking as I was driving home on the Jersey Turnpike last night, you know, what did I what did I see inside that maybe you wouldn't have seen with the camera on TV? There was a big chunk of the Jersey Republican establishment there, you know, members of Congress, local elected officials, and more. Uh, and, and what struck me was uh, I, I, I picked out of the crowd, just sort of randomly zeroed in on people, and then when I'd interview them, I found out they were mayors and state senators and state reps. And uh, the, the overwhelming feeling I got from them, they were these big sort of gregarious Irish and Italian, you know, so the ethnic lawmaker feel that you get in a big northeast urban area. And the feeling I got from them in discussing their relationship with Christie, which alternately at times could be, yeah, he was yelling at me the other day, but then he came in and saw me and gave me a big hug. That was what one state senator said to me, was that these are people who like to get things done. And they are political in a different way from Republicans and sort of Tea Party Republicans in the South and in the Plains and in the Midwest, in that they look at, they want to get stuff done, but they understand in New Jersey, especially the Republican Party does, they're not in the majority there. And so they've got to do it in a different way. And that means they've got to cut deals with Democrats to get stuff done. And I was struck by how several of the people I interviewed I thought would have been perfect in the Congress about 40 years ago because they would have been uh, the perfect a uh, member of Congress who would have cut deals, gotten things done, yelled at each other, etc. But in the end, uh, they would have uh, they would have reached agreement and moved on to something else. And I think that that told me that that's sort of the character 
of Christie and the kind of guy that he wants to be. And he talked about that in his speech yesterday right. as he ripped on the, the, the dysfunction of both political parties in D.C. I'm not sure that that is a message that carries within the Republican Party because a lot of people read that as, oh, you just want to compromise and, you know, you're a liberal rhino from the Northeast and I don't want any part of you. But I think we're going to hear a lot more of that from Christie, and it's obvious he is focusing on one state right now and one state only, and that is New Hampshire. Now, that was some controversy about his use of the hurricane funds. Which hurricane was that? That that, uh, uh, that was Sandy. Remember Sandy, the big yeah. Sandy relief And wasn't funds. that some controversy about uh, whether or not he had used those funds uh, appropriately? Yeah, there have been all kinds of uh, complaints from Democrats about how he didn't do enough with them and complaints from others that he did too much with them. Look, the one thing about Governor Christie, he's got a record that doesn't stop, and I have a feeling there'll be a lot more opposition research and stories done on him in the months ahead. That's what they do. Well, thanks a lot, Jamie. See you, Herman. You're listening to The Herman Cain Show. We do want you to state your opinion on The Herman Cain Show. Use your iPhone or Android. And the open mic. Herman will play it coast to coast. It's part of the WSB radio app. Don't have it yet? Download it now from the App Store or Google Play and be part of The Herman Cain Show. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.